Hello, everyone. Welcome to our podcast. It's not how you start, but how you finish. We are your co-hosts, Solomon and Jamila Jefferson. We want you all to know, no matter the cards we've been dealt in life or the mistakes we've made, we will not allow our past to determine our future. We will be talking about the topic grief and loss with our guest, Reverend Dr. Carla J. Debnam. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I am glad to be on your program. Amen. We're glad to have you. Can you briefly share a little bit about yourself personally and professionally? Um, Again, I'm Dr. Carla Debnam. I'm an ordained minister and a licensed professional counselor in Maryland. And a little bit about myself, I started out as a computer programmer, but my heart was in helping people face-to-face. So I went back to school to um, become a professional counselor. And our church started a counseling center back in 2001. And so I'm the, the director there. I also am a lifelong learner. So I love to learn and I'm interested in helping um, women in particular find freedom to fill their calling and potential. So those are some, a little bit about myself. Amen. Thank you for sharing it. So we're just going to get into like some of the questions. Can you briefly explain grief and loss? What does that mean? You know, we all go through grief. It's a natural process that can be felt physically, emotionally, and have behavioral symptoms. So sometimes we may not actually feel sad, but we might have a headache. Mm -hmm. You know, we may have a stomach ache, you know, we might have some other symptoms. So it's a natural process. It's it's not an illness, Mm -hmm. but it's just a part of life. So that's what, what grief is. And we may grieve, can grieve different things like the loss of a job, loss of your health if you're used to getting around or you're not able to drive anymore. So some people, you know, mourn their um, lack of independence. Even now with Mm COVID-19, people are grieving uh, fellowship Mm -hmm. and getting together and going places and eating out. So that's a part of losses. Grieving process is really a way to deal with our losses. Does grief have a timeline? I know there are different stages of grief, but does grief have a timeline and is grief unique to the person? Grief has no timeline. And it's a it's a saying that we've seen often that the deeper the love, the longer the grief. So it takes some time for persons to get through the grieving process. And, you know, it's um, personal. Mm-hmm. And so some persons in the same family that have lost a mother or a sister, some persons, you know, seem to bounce back in within a year. And some people, it's five years later right. and they seem, you know, like they're still at day one. Right. And so it is difficult to compare your grief response to someone else's about similar circumstances. So it is personal and individual. Well, I was going to let our co-host Solomon share any stories related to this topic. Well, me personally, when it comes down to grief and loss, Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that I'm used to it, but I experienced it at a young age. I was seven years old and my babysitter 
the lady who used to babysit me passed away. She passed away by childbirth. And it was kind of devastating because from Monday to Friday for two or three years, I was going to her house. And so I got used to her. And when she passed, all of a sudden, my mom did take me to the funeral. And I didn't really understand what was going on. But as I got older, I uh, come from a large family. So there's been a whole lot of losses in my family. As a matter of fact, my mom had 13 siblings. And most of them died probably not too far behind each other. So it was like they're here one day, they're gone the next day. But most of them died because of, you know, some type of addiction and, and cancer were pretty good in my family also. But now, basically, to this day, I lost my brother, I lost my father, and I lost my sister and my mom. And each one of those uh, has affected me differently. But out of all of them, the longest grieving period, which I'm still, to some extent, grieving today, uh, is my brother. And he's been gone for four years. And I'm still dealing with that. I mean, it's not to the point that it's causing me to have headaches. or But even now that I have a thought, and, you know, it, it just sticks with me a little bit. I found, even personally, that the loss of my sister impacted me more than the loss of my mother. And I was surprised at that. And others that I know that have lost siblings have found that to be really difficult. Of course, losing their parent was difficult, but yeah. they never thought that that losing a sibling would affect them the way it has. So I can agree with you. I'm, I am in that same spot as well. And, and for me, the two losses are like my father it's been 10 years and then my aunt, which is my mom's sister, which has been sick. With my father, he had like a rare type of cancer. He was in, you know, Vietnam. So he had a rare type of cancer. And what I learned from that prior to him passing was that he actually wanted to go to seminary and I didn't know. And I was just in seminary. So what was comforting and reassuring was you know, getting to pray with him over the phone before he had passed away and us having that connection and me learning from him that he had wanted to go to seminary and that he couldn't go. And so how God fulfilled it to allow me to go, which, you know, I definitely give God the glory for. Now with my aunt, it's been six years and I learned a lot from that. She had had, she had stage four, I believe, breast cancer and she came through that. She got healed from that. And then later on, she had gotten leukemia. And so she passed suddenly. But what stood out to me when I heard my cousins talk, like when she knew she was ready, she told them like, I want this dress for my funeral, you know, so she was at peace with it as a Christian. And um, it, it taught me a lot. So do you have any scriptures or practical things, Solomon? Yeah, uh, what comes to my mind is... Uh... Psalms 30 and verse 5, when it states that weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. And another one that I like a lot is John 14, 1, when, when Jesus tells us, let not our hearts be troubled. If we believe in God, we also in hell. And finally, Romans 8, 28, we know that all things work together for the good of them who love the Lord, who is called according to his purpose. And what comes to me for scriptures before we get into talking about some practical things that people could take away 
that can help through grief and loss. Second Corinthians 5 verse 8, yes, we are fully confident and we would rather be away from these earthly bodies for then we will be at home with the Lord. And also First Thessalonians chapter 4 and starting at verse 13. And now dear brothers and sisters, we want you to know what will happen to the believers who have died so you will not grieve like people who have no hope. For since we believe that Jesus died and was raised to life again, we also believe that when Jesus returns, God will bring back with him the believers who have died. Verse 15, we tell you this directly from the Lord. You who are still living with the Lord returns will not meet him ahead of those who have died. Verse 16, for the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a commanding shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet call of God. First, the believers who have died will rise from the grave. Verse 17, then together with them, we who are still alive and remain on earth, when the earth will be caught up in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, then we will be with the Lord forever. So encourage each other with these words. And, and what stands out for me is as Christians, like my dad and my mom, I mean, excuse me, my aunt were that we don't grieve like those without hope and that with death, it's not the end. It's just the beginning of a brand new life. But we do understand and we're sensitive to people who may not be Christian and need support in addition to being Christian as well. So what would you say are some practical tools for those that are having to be impacted by grief and loss that can help them along this journey? I would say that, first of all, grief and loss has taught me to appreciate people and to count my blessings. So I think one of the ways we can do that when we have lost loved ones or jobs or homes with all of the natural disasters going on, people are losing a lot. There's too too many things to really even keep up with these days, but stay connected to others. So the people that are left, you know, the experiences that are left, you can stay connected with them. Even if it's a job loss, you might have had some friends at the job or if you had to retire or have a sickness, you know, all the different kinds of losses that people have. Mm -hmm. We can try to stay connected in some way to those experiences, even like with church, not being able to go to church like we normally would. Mm -hmm. We've gotten creative in in having to stay connected So that's important, staying connected, find ways to keep the memory of their loved ones alive. So um, you might donate to the American Cancer Society or to a local group in the name of your loved one. If they were an avid reader, maybe donate to the library or or have, you know, some kind of um, way of of memorializing them. Create new traditions. If they were the person that hosted the family functions and dinners, maybe you take that on. I know, I think about when my husband's aunt passed away, so there are recipes. So, you know, get those recipes (laughs) now. (laughs) Because, you know, we (laughs) tried, various of us tried to uh, recreate and it just didn't work. Right. um, So she she must have had something. We knew the basic ingredients, but we could not make it taste like hers. So so those memories, and I like what people are doing. They're doing memorial gardens. Like I planted a few rose bushes by the house. Mm -hmm. Persons are doing those video 
tributes that they oh, have yeah. at the memorial services now. Yeah. And people are keeping those and those are fond memories. Um, so it's a lot of different ways that don't cost a lot for us right. to keep ourselves good while we're trying to get through our grieving process. Amen. Well, I will say this. Uh, my father died back in 2000. It was, it was sudden because we didn't know he was sick. As far as we was concerned, he was healthy. But when he passed, I was able to, I guess, take over a ministry that he had started called the James Jefferson Prayer Fast Ministry. He started this ministry in 1997, and then I took it and held on to it, I guess, for about 12, 13 years. And that helped me throughout those years to not just accept uh, his death, but, you know, be able to maintain and continue to function and, you know, remember him because of that. And for me, for practical things that I have written down, you pretty much shared to not take for granted a funeral if that's what a person so chooses. I know with my father, because he was in the military, to see how they had honored him and gave the flag to my mom and saluted him. And then, you know, I've never seen something like that before. So that really stood out to me. And that was a blessing. Support groups. I know we're in this virtual setting. I know where we worship mm-hmm. and where we attend everything virtual. So one of the sisters in Christ had mentioned they do have virtual grief connection support groups. So you. that's a lesson. I do have a quote from um, Melissa M. Kelly from her book, Grief Contemporary Theory and the Practice of Ministry. And mm-hmm. she states, we cannot protect each other from the brokenness of grief, nor can we put the pieces back together just so. They're the crack in everything. But through our care, through our prayer, and through our faithful presence, we hold each other in our brokenness. And just so, the light of God gets in. Amen. That's beautiful. That's that's a beautiful way to, to look at grief. It is a process. It is brokenness that mm-hmm. we learn to live with those that brokenness. There's a tradition that a lot of families from the small town that I'm from, I'm from a small town in Sussex County, Delaware, and basically everybody knows everybody. So what happens is when, when a loved one passes, it's traditional for them to come together once a year during that death anniversary, the two grave site, and then just have a good time for about 15, 20 minutes. They release balloons and things like that, stuff, a few words to each other, hugging, because sometimes you don't see that person your family member for two or three years, so mm-hmm. it's about coming down to the event. Give you a chance to come together for one cause, and the cause of that loved one, which is very interesting. I've done it a couple of times myself with my family, but I don't do it often. So maybe I should, but you know, to each his own. My sisters and I, we did that after our mother passed. We would go to the um, cemetery, and then we would go to brunch. So we just, it was kind of, you know, it was like you said, it was a celebration. We paid our respects, and then we would go out. And now, you know, this year we couldn't do the same because we just went socially distanced. We went, and then we both went home. But I think everybody's unique, and that's why you can't critique people's grieving process or the way they celebrate right. the memory of their loved one. Right. So, yeah. Everybody's situation is different and you can't mm-hmm. project and say, well, I wouldn't be like that. You don't mm-hmm. know if you're in that person's situation. 
So, and I wanted to share one more scripture before we close, what from 2 Corinthians 1, 3, 4, from the New Living Translation, verse 3 states, all praise to God, the Father, our Lord Jesus Christ. God is our merciful Father and the source of all comfort. Verse 4, he comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort others when they are troubled. We will be able to give them the same comfort God has given us. And I had seen a situation that was very traumatic with their child getting killed. And then the way God had allowed that to happen was that family was able to bless another family in the aspect that they were able to find the remains for their loved one who trying to search for that family's loved one who was tragically killed. And when I saw them all come together, it was just like, wow, them being able to comfort each other based on what they had experienced. So do you have any closing thoughts or comments before we end? Yeah, I, I just like to remind everyone that grief is personal and can be mm -hmm. a lifelong journey because you never forget your loved one. So right. it's okay to miss them forever. But if it becomes crippling where, you know, you can't get out of bed, you mm -hmm. can't go right. to work, you're not taking care of yourself or, or your responsibilities, that's when you know you need therapy. And then, as you mentioned earlier, support groups, one that I recommend is grief share because you can put in your zip code mm -hmm. and then the one closest to you, of course, now everybody's virtual, but you would be able to go to the location, you know, closest to your home. Yeah. And so those groups are online now, but I found those to be very helpful for persons. I wanted to ask before we close about children, because I know they tend to be impacted a lot differently than adults. Mm -hmm. I know a resource that I learned about called Uplift Center for Grieving Children. They have like a line that people are able to reach. But do you have any thoughts or did you want to share briefly anything regarding children and grieving? Yeah, we have to remember children grieve as well. So we have to ask them, do they want to talk about the loved one? They may not want to, but also just like we might have a headache, a stomach ache, find ourselves sleeping too much, or begin right. to have behavioral problems. So right. that's what I would say. We might not realize that it's related to the grief, but it, it, it is. So, I, And I also recommend parents to let the teachers know that the child has lost someone close because we forget to call the schools. Right. And then they'll send notes home saying, well, you know, it's all virtual, but, you know, normally yeah. send notes home saying the child is disruptive. So, right. Give a heads up. Yes. I would say definitely pay attention to the children. Yes. We're going to close. Did you want to say Solomon? Yeah. I just want to thank Dr. Coleman for coming with us today. And we really appreciate it. And just pray that God continue to bless you and your ministry and your profession. We really enjoyed you. We thank God for you. So at this time, Please feel free to share your contact information and your the nonprofit organization that you all been serving in for 19 years. To God be the glory, you and your husband and other licensed professionals that are equipped. Thank you. Yep, it's called the Renaissance Center and it's www.therenaissancecenter.org. And my email address is cdebnam, D-E-B-N-A-M, at msbc ministries all one word 
org. So thanks again for having me on. You can check the Renaissance Center out or email me if you have more questions. Amen. Amen. Well, we thank God for you, sister. We just thank God for this. We learned so much and we're looking forward to going further and hopefully God willing, this will bless and touch others that are going through and dealing with the area of grief and loss. Well, we thank God for you. Amen. Be blessed. Bless you. So no matter the cards we've been dealt in life or the mistakes we have made, it does not define who we are or where we are going. It is just a part of our story and the journey that God has us on to not only learn from these different experiences, but to sometimes be able to help support, encourage, and inspire others who may be going through similar situations. My husband and I have learned this to be true because of our different life experiences, which have led us in wanting to continue to share our story along with others to know it is not how you start, but how you finish.